today on the program. Because of my big legs and karate, I can do the splits no problem. It's Double Impact. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the Van Dams to my vast tunnel fortune, Los and Brandon. How are we doing? Maybe I'm drunk. Tomorrow I'll be sober. But he'll always be a faggot. All right. Calm down, Van Dam. That's messed up. Yeah. It's, you know, when people say, you know, I like someone who makes fun of themselves. Yeah, a little self-deprecation. That's like a you, little, you should totally yeah, be into this clip. That's a little too far, man. That's a little too far. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about Double Impact from the great year of 1991. That's right. Uh, directed by Sheldon Ledich. Now, Sheldon Ledich, listen to this. This is my boy right here. Your boy? He's directed future John claude Van Damme episodes of our own podcast, The Order, The Hardcore, The Absolutely Amazing Lionheart. And he also directed future episode Only the Strong. So, four future episodes. Oh, I episodes hope you're for this kidding. Guy. Woo, you got a whole lot of Sheldon coming your way, buddy. Uh, but then this was written by Letich and Van Dam. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, very openly and freely based on the Corsican Brothers, a novel written by Alexandre Dumas, also wrote The Three Musketeers as commented on in uh, Django Unchained. We talked about that. Oh, okay. Um, so same author. Uh, Corsican Brothers are about two twins. Who could feel each other. Could feel each other. So that doesn't happen in this one. But, like, Cheech and Chong had a movie called The Corsican Brothers where they did, like, their take on it. But, yeah, like, if one gets hurt, the other one feels it and stuff like that. So uh, it was even called The Corsican Brothers at first until it kind of evolved into this. Um, and as of 2012... Van Damme was still talking about the sequel he wants to make. Oh. Where Alex then comes to Hollywood to help Chad, who's trying to get into the movie. I'm guessing it's kind of like a get shorty thing, trying to get into the movie business or whatever. But that was the plan, was to swap it the other way. Instead of going to Hong Kong to his world, he's coming to Chad's world. And oh, the hijinks. Oh, all the hijinks. Um, But obviously that was uh, 2012, so 2021 still not happening. I'm guessing it's not ever going to happen. And as much as I love him, I got to say it's probably for the best that he did not ever make this. He's got the money to fund it himself. He probably you believe in yourself, do it. Come on, Van Damme. You could do it. Uh, So our movie opens in Hong Kong. We've got a parade, you know, all the guys with the the dragon dancing around. That's right. And a band going and everything. Uh, It's the opening of the Victoria Harbor Tunnel. We see these twin babies. One is crying, the other isn't. Mom picks it up. It's like, oh, Chad, everything's okay. And the dad leans down to the other one's like, oh, nothing to be that upset about, is it now, Alex? Alex. So so now we know the baby's names, Chad and Alex. Uh, We meet the family bodyguard, Frank. This is played by Jeffrey Lewis. You definitely know Jeffrey Lewis, everybody listening. He's got, I mean, the dude has 226 acting credits. You you know Jeffrey Lewis from something. He's a, he's a very successful character actor. I do. 
Um, so now, yeah, we get this whole ceremony. We get speeches. And those babies look just like Van Damme. Like, if you go, like, holy crap, that's, like, perfect casting. <laughs> it looks like a Van Damme. That looks like a Van Damme? How? It's Not just... that one, but the other twin looks just like a Van Damme. The one twin, but not the other, huh? Yeah. Weird how that works. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing this opening. The dad worked with this man named Nigel Griffith to build a tunnel that connects Hong Kong with mainland China, right? And Bolo Young is hanging out like, why the fuck do you need a tunnel? Just swim across it. I did. Yeah. Right? Didn't he do that? Who did? Bolo Young. Oh, yeah. He swam from mainland China over to Hong Kong. That's what the, that's the story. Yeah. I mean, I believe it personally. Have you not seen his... Fl- like, Have you seen how big that dude is? Like, he doesn't need to worry about swimming very much because he floats right because he's got a barrel for a chest. That's right. Like, he floats because he's got a barrel. Natural, that, that, that barrel buoyancy. Because barrels float because they're made of wood. And wood don't hit back. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the Monty Python thing. What else floats? Ducks. Ducks float, so if she weighs more than a duck, she's obviously a witch. <laughs> Whatever the whole bit was. Well, let's do something completely yeah. different. Uh, yeah, let's do. Let's talk about Van Damme. So now, after this opening ceremony, they're on the way home. Dad and bodyguard Frank are in separate cars, right? Well, I mean, whole family, not just dad. Uh, dad, who is Paul, played by Who Gives a Fuck. Yeah. But he's talking to Frank, and he's like, yeah, man, we'll be good. We can make it home. You, you take the rest of the night off. Uh, are you sure there? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, well, you better check under your seat. I left a little token of my appreciation there. And they find a cigar box, has, like, his initials in the top of it. He's like, oh, that no, that that's really great, Frank. It's cheap, and there's no cigars in it. But, that no, that's really wonderful. And ha, 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 everybody's har, har, har. Oh, it's super funny. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go home. And they turn, and he keeps going straight. Well, now, they had turned left, and as soon as Frank goes straight, there was a car waiting at that exact intersection because they knew, apparently, that's exactly when Frank was going to break away. And they end up going straight across to follow the the family car that had turned right, right? So uh, they're cruising along. Now they're being tailed. And eventually he notices them behind him, and he drives for a while and makes a bunch of turns and does all this, and then finally he's like, Frank, I thought... I told you to take the night off. Heard you loud and clear, boss. Like, well, then that's not you following me. How good are these CBs? Like, how far away? How the what the fuck is the range on these fucking little car radios they got? I assume they are pretty good. They must be. Um, so Frank Jack Burton reaches millions of (laughs) listeners. Yeah, but I guess I guess you could have that level of CB installed in your personal car. I don't know. As long as you've got a giant enough antenna, you could reach anyone. That's right. Just like I said to that big giant monster, he stood right in front of me. He said, you got some? I said, you betcha. Because I'm Jack Barton. I'm Jack Barton. So Frank's like, that's not me following you. Oh, shit! And like, whips his car around and does a whole lot of fishtailing, a whole lot of unnecessary fishtailing, really, but he's <laughs> racing back to, to take care of, you know, his the people he's tasked with protecting. So they get home, and as they pull up into their driveway, we see we meet Raymond Zhang, Zhang. who's already in their driveway waiting for him. Uh, gunfight, you know, Dad has a gun, and there's a bunch of shooting back and forth, and he doesn't seem to be doing too bad until he's like, oh, yeah, there was that car behind us. So as he's hiding behind a door, well, obviously the car from behind, he's 
completely exposed oh, to. Oh, and there's our man Bolo. So Bolo Young is here. His character is Moon. Looks very weird in a which suit. Which is stupid, yeah. His head is not proportional to his giant barrel of a chest. Yeah. And it makes him look like a, like a, I don't know, not a real, like like his body isn't real. His <laughs> head is so small. It's not proportionate. Yeah. Uh, he does, it, it's, it probably had to be a personally tailored suit. I don't think you're going to find Bolo Young sizes anywhere. Um, Dad gets kind of fucked up quite a bit. I think he gets a few of them. They tried making sizes. They said youth, you know, adults and youth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, it's youth, young, youth, young. And he's like, no, these do not fit my barrel chest. You must not call them young. Young. You, you can't call, call it young. Youths. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all day. It's the kind of comedy yeah, you're going to get on the rewatch party. Sadly, that is exactly the type of comedy you're going to get from the rewatch party. Um, anyway, they keep shooting, shooting. The wife even gets it. Um, Frank finally pulls up, shoots a bunch more, gets to the cars, tells they got this fucking nanny. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get those kids and get the fuck up out of here. And she takes off and he, so like he's in the backseat of the car and Bolo is on the outside of the window and he shoots through the window and gets him right in the face. And you think that's the end of it. But then right as the nanny runs off, you see she only took one of the babies. So Frank's like, oh, God damn it. Now I got to deal with this fucking baby. What the fuck? And that's when Bolo Young gets back up. He's like, "Oh, you just grazed him. You didn't. You didn't get a good headshot." So he fucking knocks the window clean of all the you know little shattered bits. And just as Frank is running away with the other twin, he shoots him, clips him in the shoulder. Uh, but he does get away, and that's the end of this. You know. So I don't know why nobody followed him or the nanny carrying an infant. It just. Got away. But uh, he does get to see that Griffith and Zhang are standing, like, working together. They're like in cahoots. Pointing, like, where to go and yeah. shit, directing people. So he's like, oh, fucking, I, I knew it. And uh, also it looks like for a second at one point as he's running through the trees that he almost dropped the, the prop baby. <laughs> like, they cut it real quick, Whoops. but I think it looked like he was dropping it at the moment he dropped Yeah, go, wait, wait. Go back another ten. Yeah, here we go. Okay, the point, he's right over here, and he goes running through, he goes running through right here. <laughs> Doesn't it? Right before almost it cuts, does, like he's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like it almost rolls out of his, uh... it like runs out of his hands. <laughs> so the nanny, you see her dropping the the twin that she had grabbed off at a French orphanage, which I'm guessing on Hong Kong. Look at that baby. That looks like it's Van Damme. It probably was. It was like that movie Boy, where they filmed it as he grew up. Really? Yeah. Wow. No. But. Uh, <laughs> she, oh wow! How many French wow. French speaking orphanages do you think there are in Hong Kong? It's I mean I get it they're just trying to explain their French accents right. So now Frank, <laughs> it's so funny how they have to do that. Like in do every stupid little down. things. That's so, a lot of effort because he have can't to just put in right. Can't just be a French guy, you know. Um, so like, come on, yeah. Vandam, could you just fucking learn to do an American? <laughs> just accent? try, try. I no, it's either splits. No, I cannot. I cannot do that. Um, so, do sound like a stupid American? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be him. Um, so Frank now has a kid that uh, he, uh, I guess, he's their parents died, so now he's raising one. The other one's who knows where. So we cut to 25 years later in Hollywood, and we got 
This is Julia Style, not Julia Styles. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Julia, not Julia, definitely not Julia. Julia Strain. Jesus Murphy, what? A and shot. she was a she was a, a penthouse pet, but also she was titled the Queen of B Movies. She's done all sorts of cheap B movies, and Van Damme is teaching kind of an aerobics class or something. Um, but he's like stretching her out, and this is where we get our opening line of "Because of my big legs and karate, I can do these splits, no problem." Sinks down into the splits in front of all these ladies who are just splooshing. Because yeah, of my well, big legs and karate, I can do the splits, no problem. And he just slowly uh-huh. sinks down, and all of these ladies are like, "So oh, much moisteness in there!" Oh my god! And Frank comes swimming in. Like, hey, I need you to take over the karate class for me, okay? I think it's also the only time he does the splits in this movie. I think so. I think so. They had to work it in just because, like, exactly. I need to do these splits in this movie somewhere. <laughs> what a perfect place. Yeah, so he what has. What a perfect place. <laughs> um, so now he has to go take over the karate class. And there's a bully. Like, he goes in and everybody bows except for these guys in the corner because there's some random tough guy. So, of course. He's going to go stand up. Guy's like, what are you doing? You're teaching dance class. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha. Uh, show me one of your special kicks. Oh, you want to see one of my kicks? Because this guy's from fucking Cockney, England or wherever. So kicks oh, Van Damme. you want to see one of my kicks? Kicks a Van Damme who deflects it and immediately kicks him in the face and knocks him to the ground. Um, Frank's meeting with a PI who never says a single fucking word. He's like, Sees a picture of another Van Damme, like, standing on a ship. He's like, well, this has to be him. Of course, it's another massive muscle-bound fucking guy that looks exactly like Van Damme. I wonder if this is the long-lost twin. Huh. Um, they like oh they know about bam. it. Bam! So, yeah, there's where he kicked that dude in the face. And then he does a stupid thing after the dude's landing. They're like, touches someone and points down, like, oh, no, I didn't, didn't think kicking this dude directly in the face is going to hurt him so bad. I don't think it hurts, obey. So he goes into Frank's office, and he's talking, and here's where Frank drops the bomb, man. Like, all right, we're going to Hong Kong. You've got another business in Hong Kong. What? Also, I'm not your uncle. What? Also, Santa Claus isn't real. What? Um, Tells him all of these things, but doesn't think to mention because you've got a twin brother or anything. Doesn't Just doesn't mention his twin. Um, So now we fly into Hong Kong, and we, we skip the hotel, uh, we go straight to this mahjong parlor. He's like, no, 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 no. I want to go get a shower. It'll be great. I want to relax. No, we're coming here. It's mahjong. It's a cross between dominoes and four-card stud. Which, is it? I have no idea. I thought mahjong was just where you found the two matching tiles. And I two. thought it was sort of like <laughs> old uh, old maid or whatever. What do they call that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure how it works, but it, mahjong parlors are, are I guess, kind of uh, dicey areas, dicey establishments. But he walks in. Asians and love to gamble. Trust yeah, me. Okay, I mean, I, it's a stereotype. But that's it's a big also part true. of mahjong, right? Is gambling like you bet on? I guess like poker, it all comes down to money. There's no reason to play mahjong unless there's money. Why else are you even here? Yeah, what are we doing here? Um, I'm surprised we're not gambling now. <laughs> yeah, instead of themed drinks, this episode we've got. Gambling. Da- gambling. Themed gambling. Uh, but everybody's like freaked out because he's dressed like a n- early 90s L.A. guy with a bright blue polo, hot pink shorts. I mean, like mid-thigh length, hot pink shorts, uh, socks that go almost up to his knees. And he wears his shorts like past the top oh, of his yeah, Oh, yeah. Well, because if he, 
if you need to kick high, you gotta your pants need to be up there. You need the freedom, the that, freedom to move. When you're right, you're right. Um, but like the the bartender offers him some hot sake. A dude comes up screaming at him and throws a bunch of money. We get here. You're gonna have to do this. This is the worst right there. Back it up. But the worst line delivery I think in the history of cinema. What's wrong with him? I don't know. What did he give you? Cash money. I love Hong Kong. <laughs> what do you give me? Cash money. I love Hong Kong. Like, there are you fucking like a serious? pause in there? Like, cash <laughs> money. You give me cash. Fucking money. I love Hong Man, Kong. I'll, yeah, like, do anything. Cash money. I love Hong Kong. God damn it. Uh, you damn. know what? Uh, keep it. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you weren't so goddamn good at kicking and splitting, <laughs> we'd go get fucking Jack Burton on this fucker. That's right. Uh,. Now in walks Danielle, played by Alana Shaw. Uh, <laughs> Alana Shaw was uh, also like kind of into B movies, like really low grade action movies. She was in a bunch of those, but she did one episode of the Drew Carey Show. Oh, cool! She's on your Drew Carey Show, she uh, show. she she played the role of woman. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that role. Great role, dude. Yeah, she nailed it. She she womaned the shit out of that Acting role. Acting chops, man. Right. Still um, better an actor than Van Damme. <laughs> Those shorts are better actors than Van Damme. I'd rock that though. That's um, a good look. I mean, there's there's a lot going Those on with this outfit. Shorts go way up. But yeah, they're like I said, they're like mid thigh length. I they're, see they bottom really of nut sack hanging off the bottom of those um, shorts, and just the the, the shade of pink. Um, so now she takes him into the back and starts like digging into his pants. She's like, "Oh my god, silk underwear." That's a surprise. Oh, keep going. Oh, she's going, yeah, she's going she's like, right for it. Yeah, he's like, oh, there oh. are more surprises? Big surprise. Huge surprise. And this is where he gets a tap on his shoulder, and he turns around, and he sees someone who looks exactly like him. We get, like, a slight second of confusion before a Van Damme headbutt. I don't care even if you're Van Damme. If you get a Van Damme headbutt, you are out. And they both have the bump. If you oh, notice, there's a bump on uh, Van yeah, Damme little... right here. Uh, mm-hmm. That is always there. They well, both it have be. it. It's the you can't Car- not Corsican. What's the what's the name for it? The Corsican. Corsican. The Corsican I bump. I never knew what the name of <laughs> the like, Corsican, Corsican bump. Um, so yeah, he get he had knocks him so. So as he's coming to, uh, Alex and Danielle are arguing right, and yeah. we get one of my favorite lines of this whole movie is you of all people should know I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. It's fantastic. And then also, this is the first of many times in this movie where Van Damme calls himself the F word. Um, oh, he does. He calls it more than once. Yeah, what he does jerk. it quite a bit in here. So uh, just just a lot of great gems in this movie. My brother, see that door? You've, You've got, got both, both, both of you ten seconds to get the fuck out, or the fish tank may be better. Should you at least hear what they've got to say? Well, you fuck. know, his voice is a little different than. Uh, the regular Van Damme, he's he's put a little bit more emphasis. A little more growling. Get the fuck out! Yeah. Well, because I'm a criminal now. But this one sounds more American than <laughs> the other one, who supposedly so, grew up in L.A. So now, well, no, they, he grew up in France. That was part of the, the big reveal Both in his office. No, uh, Alex was at a French orphanage uh-huh. in Hong Kong, but Chad, Frank, when he was dropping all those bombs about Santa Claus and everything else in his office, was like, and you weren't born in France. I just raised you there. Oh, it was man. one of the many like big reveals he had. He was like, oh, what else is there, Frankie? Maybe a grocery store in Zimbabwe. I was like, no, you fucking idiot. So this guy's making fun of him because he grew up in France, but he grew up in a French embassy kind of thing in yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah, in Hong Kong. So you're Hong Kongin, and he's a Frenchian. 
You're Hong Konging. Yeah, well, that's how. Google it. Uh, go, you know, skip Google. Go to Bing. Bing it. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 dude. We're sponsored by Bing here. We got to Bing things. That's right. So now Frank tells him the whole story, right? Dad needed to build a tunnel, but he ran out of funding halfway through, so he got with partnered with the this guy Griffith, who's provide provided the money. But sadly, Griffith got his money from Zhang. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him? He's like, well, yeah. What's well, it's like asking a New Yorker if they've heard of Donald Trump? Is the line? Oh yeah, that was. And uh, but so then after uh, your dad's construction expertise were no longer needed, they hired the triads to try to take them all out. Fucking triads. And they were supposed to kill the kids, but they fucked up. Because the kids can't, you know, kill them so they can't come back and claim what's rightfully theirs. Which is fucking what, exactly? Your dad built a tunnel for the city of Hong Kong, or maybe the country, I don't know who, but it's not like, since he built it, he gets the money from... Also, what money? The tolls? Like, what fucking money is there that comes out of a tunnel? Where is this vast fortune he keeps talking about even coming from? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I assume you'd have to pay for the toll, but I've never had to pay... Uh, the maybe... tolls don't go back to the architect. No, maybe, well, he's got stock in it or something. Like, I don't know it, how it works. It makes no sense. He ran out of money, so the dad isn't, like, wealthy. He yeah. had to borrow money to finish his project, okay? So this whole thing is about what's rightfully yours and the fortune, and they killed him. So, like, what, what fortune for, what from the building this tunnel would have been are made? You, Yeah, what are we even talking about? It was a pretty bad MacGuffin, I'm just saying. You could have found any other thing other than a fucking tunnel. Because it never comes up. It's not like they go to the tunnel. The tunnel doesn't ever play a role ever again. It could have been literally anything else that actually would generate revenue. My brother owns, like, three tunnels. Broke his shit. Right? Yeah. Because those goddamn tolls, they go back to the city. Yeah, he doesn't have a job. Don't do broke. Don't do shit. <laughs> Except build more tunnels. Fuck apparently, <laughs> he's uh, he's got to wake his ass up at six thirty just to get to that new McDonald's using his tunnel. Yeah. yeah, he's putting up the drywall in the new McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. He's got like underground tunnels to get to work now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jeez, put up the drywall at that new McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so they're like, I guess if you're, oh, he shows them one picture of their parents with the two babies, and that's enough. Like. I guess that's all we need to hear. So now they decide they're gonna they're gonna all work together. But first, they go out with Alex on this deal, and uh, his deal is to drive a boat out in the middle of the water and sell these two Mercedes Benz because they can't get these types of cars in China. And they so he's got these two Mercedes with the trunks full of cartons of cigarettes, and these guys hop onto their boat and they're looking more like oh yeah okay okay, and they give him a briefcase full of cash. And right then, the cops come boating up. And they're like, oh, fuck, it was a setup. I mean, it wasn't a setup, but they think so. So, of course, Alex Van Dam has to beat the shit out of this whole gang of guys that were there to buy the Mercedes. Um, he beats up all of them except one who's standing there looking at him. And he just, like, motions his head and thumb at the water. And the guy just so dives in. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to take my chances with the water instead of those legs. Um but another question I have here is, if the deal did go down, what was their plan for moving the cars from this boat to the other guy's boat? Uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. Like, I just gave you all this I gave you all this money for the merch, so uh, how do I get the merch now? <laughs> like, it seems a bit of a plot hole in this story that Van Dam helped write. 
Um, but yeah, so they start trying to outrun the cops and they're like, they're not going fast enough. So Chad and Frank go down and push the boats or push the cars off of the boat, you know, lose some of the weight so they can move faster. But then also Frank gets the great idea to shoot at the cars and movie law dictates that if you fire a fully automatic weapon at a car, it will do what? Blow up. It will blow up. Absolutely. So both of these cars blow up, and now the cops are like, oh, no, there's exploded cars here. We can't just go around them. So that stops the cops from chasing them. So now we find out that uh, Alex's girlfriend, Danielle, uh, works for Griffith because they're sitting down talking, right? And Frank's going off like Frank does, and uh, she gets pissed off. And storms away. He's like, what's her problem? Oh, she's been working for Griffith for five years now. Oh, shit. So that that might be a problem. And uh, so he goes after her. Frank goes back to the hotel. Chad's like walking around uh, the streets of Hong Kong and he gets stopped. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they, they deal gnarly. with the frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get to see some street vendors for a bit. Oh, here's here's your one sound clip where he's sitting here looking at this food, and Frank's like, "Just fucking eat it." Chad, take a bite. Be a man. What's it supposed to do? Make my dick bigger? <laughs> and the girlfriend laughs, and he looks over at Alex yeah. like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> right, Alex. I do like the Chances mean mug. Chances are they Alex. have the same size dick. I would imagine, like. I mean, if they're identical twins, they grew up in completely different circumstances, but they have the exact same, like, build Physique, and muscle size. Headbutt fucking... Headbutt tactic. Headbutt uh, bump? B- headbutt bump. Headbutt uh, bump. Playing fucking AC. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would imagine, like, uh, identical twins is identical, right? So both junks would be the same. Uh, yeah. Doy. Next time you meet a set of twins, why don't you ask them yeah. if they've got the same size uh-huh. uh, wang? I mean, I did have twins in my... Uh, class growing up, but it was a guy and girl, so obviously not the same junk. Definitely. Well, did you ever ask? Than the other. One definitely had ever... a bigger dick than the other. That's true. Did you, did you ever ask? <laughs> no, they they seemed like really weird if you asked them about their genitals. It was, well, it was kind of a weird thing they knew, had. <laughs> that and you were a grown man asking a twelve year old, so that wasn't cool. What? Though we were in the same class, though. Yeah, well, if you weren't the same age, you could have been in the same Oh, class. I was held back that oh. much? Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. I don't know. I, I must have been. I didn't get that brilliant joke. <laughs> yeah, you must have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Chad is on his own in the streets of Hong Kong, and he gets picked up by Zing and, the, and his guys because they think he's Alex, of course. So he's sitting there, and he keeps even saying, you've got the wrong guy, you want my brother, you got the you wrong got guy. you got the wrong guy. But when he's in there, Zang keeps talking like, Alex, you uh, need to work for me, Alex. Come on, Alex. And just keeps calling him Alex the whole time. It's like, you you deal with cars and this petty bullshit, you know. Uh, uh, fuck, two cars worth is not as much as two... Uh, I don't remember how he says something about the fucking weight of those two cars wouldn't be as much as that much weight in the powder. Basically, like, let's get into drugs. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> all the weight that we used, we couldn't get as much. If we had that much weight in that drug, and cocaine, we'd make we'd a lot about, more yeah. goddamn money, understand? It's like, so basically, do whatever, just fucking come work for me, please. Gotcha. Um, and he also gets out the cigar box, and it's the dad's cigar box that Frank had give, gifted him at the beginning. And Chad's looking at it like, oh, my God, it's my dad's cigar box. But how the fuck would he know? 
because yeah, he didn't know. Like, well, he doesn't never well, he know. He knew his, his dad, he, right? He knew of his dad. I, as of, like, fucking earlier this day, he knew of his dad. Well, he knew he had uh, Well, I'm sure he knew he had a dad, but he thought Frank was his uncle this whole time. Yeah, and he but like, been, like, oh, my brother was your dad. and He's not going to see a fucking cigar box with a couple of initials on it and just be like, oh, that's my father's. But even if it was, like, it's you didn't know, ever know your father. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So. Oh, shit. That was I've pretty stupid. somebody. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm watching while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nice. I like that little. Uh... So uh, <laughs> now they're sitting in the back and he's talking to him like Thursday. This Thursday, I've got a cargo coming into the harbor. I just need you to this pick it Thursday. up. Thursday. 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 <laughs> uh, come pick up, you know, pick up the, the shipment that's coming in. Work for me. Come pick this up. You get a lot more money. And Van Dam's, you go fuck yourself. Where's the money? Oh, this Lebowski. is yeah, because this is why they're in the car. After they they drive out to like the shipyard, whatever, where he's talking to him about the shipment, and it's like Van Dam and Zhang, and then ten goons around one of which, of course, is Bolo Young. So yeah, are you gonna go work with me? He's like, you go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Uh, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> you oh, that's uh. Suck my balls. <laughs> That's uh, that's unfortunate you say that. So Zeng walks off when these guys come in. Of course, Van Dam does the big kicks and takes some of these guys out. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit ahead of this. I guess now that we're streaming, I should be aware. But he kicks a couple of these guys. He's doing all right. I mean, his Van Dam kicks. You get Van Dam kicked to the face, you're done. I mean, end of, end of story. And so the second guy he kicks, he uh, oh wait, I'm waiting for it to load here. Kicks this guy. Fuck you, Bolo Young catches him. It's like, you're such a disappointment, man. What the fuck? Snaps his neck. And now he's like, everybody else step back. This one's mine. And we immediately get nut trauma here, Brandon, your favorite Mm -hmm. thing. Because he's like, well, so so far these big big kicks have worked out really well for me. Let let me try one on this guy. So he comes up to big kick Bolo Young, and he he just sidesteps it and just fucking socks straight to the dick. Right yeah. in the right in the mommy daddy button, and then to the chest, and then chest hit knocks him into a shipping container, and then just bashes his head against the side of a shipping container a bunch, uh, fucks him up. So they knock him out, and it's like basically uh, it's too bad we couldn't work together. They lock the shipping container, drive it into town, and drop him off in the street back outside of the hotel where they picked him up. So. That now he's sitting there back inside of Alex's place and they're talking. And uh, this movie doesn't shy away from having both of them in the screen at the same time. It does it quite a bit, which I gave him props for that, but it, but it always looks terrible. Yeah, but, it always, 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 always looks like shit. So at least you tried. You know, you had guts, double impact. So now we're at uh, Danielle's work, jumping ahead here. Um, she's trying to look into the records, right? going through the drawer. She even sees a file that just says Victoria Harbor Tunnel, like it, just right out in the open. And uh, this is when she gets interrupted by Kara, who's one of the main goons for Griffith, right? Yeah. And Kara is played by six-time Miss Olympia, Karina Everson. Oh, really? Six-time Miss Olympia. She retired undefeated as a bodybuilding champion and decided Terrific. to get into films and this is her first film she also was on the Hercules TV show with Kevin Zorbo she played uh, an Atlantean nope sorry or uh, Amazonian Atlantean Jesus Christ yeah she was uh, underwater no (laughs) she's the Amazonian 
Um, but yeah, so there's she's in here now. She's on the phone with Alex as he's on the boat. You know, taking my brother on a fishing trip. She's like, oh, well, give him a big kiss for me. A big kiss. I'll give him a big kick in the ass. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um. He does say that. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I, I, I've only seen this at least a thousand times. So they head out. They find this like deserted island, which I know makes it sound not desert, but like just obviously there's nobody there. It's a fairly tropical island. It looks pretty nice. Uh, abandoned ass, busted deserted. old hotel. Deserted. deserted is different than desert. Right. I just always think when you think of deserted island, you think of like, I don't know, maybe one palm tree empty, in the middle like and just completely empty. empty. Yeah. Desert, like a desert. I, I guess. But, yeah. yeah, there's just... This used to have life on it, and now everybody's gone, and the buildings are run down, and there's nothing here. So it has been deserted. It's but, not like it's got, like, ice cream everywhere. Right. It doesn't like have the sprinkles. dipping dots vendors yeah. that are everywhere, <laughs> every vacation spot. You've like, oh, got the man, dipping I, dots. You told me this place was deserted, and there's nothing here. Yeah. Where the fuck's the dipping dots? <laughs> Where the goddamn dipping dots, Frank? <laughs> you fucked again. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, it's got this shitty-ass hotel on it, so now they at least have a hideout, but it's funny because Chad is, like, trying to step over puddles and dirt, and when he gets into the hotel, he's, like, trying to go up the stairs and falls, but he can't find anywhere clean to sit down. He has a Louis Vuitton bag for his fucking clothes and shit, and he's, I think, Alex, And this is the one that grew up with Frank, right? Yeah, in France, and then Hollywood, and so why isn't Frank doing all that stuff? Frank's like seems like he hangs out with Chad. Well, because Frank I is mean, uh, Alex. Frank is a Vietnam vet, man. Yeah, but he Frank like, grew up hard. He ha- he he raised uh, uh, Chad. You're right, and he apparently didn't why try to grow. Why did you make him grow? Uh, let him grow up to be such a, a sissy. Hey, boy. man, he wanted the kid wants to be a certain way. He let the kid be what he wants to be. I'm you sort know, of siding with Alex. I mean, he is a bit of an F word there. <laughs> Uh, it's funny when he's trying to go up to his room and falls. Yeah, and so, then a bird, like a pigeon, lands on him. He's trying to shake it off, but it's an obvious stunt double because it's you know we're all from the the back. Like it's definitely not Van Dam. It does, yeah. That that, that back. Oh, the face you can tell. You can the, see the face a little bit when he turns his head. The yeah. Hair. Um. So now. Oh, yeah, that was just actually my notes to talk about that. The times it's obvious that it's a stunt. I mean, it's like, what the fuck are they supposed to do in 1991? Um, Van Damme's not a very common body shape, so you can't just get anyone to be a stunt double, but still, it, it's pretty cheap. So now here's another thing. So they're sitting around looking over guns and explosives and all this, and Chad comes down, and this doesn't really matter at all. It's just something that always stood out to me. He comes walking into the room with the guys, and he does this fake kick to Frank's head, and he makes a stupid noise. <laughs> and I don't know why that always I make that noise randomly sometimes and I nobody of course ever knows what the fuck it means but here we go I don't know why that stands out to me so much uh, I love it oh here we go again one more for good measure <laughs> just like what it says like the closed captioning it's like <laughs> Yeah, they didn't even write it out. Whistle. Shit draw. <laughs> yep. Shit draw. Shit draw. Shit drawers. So now we're we talking about Don John again. Shit drawers. Shit draw. It soiled his pants. Okay. It, you know, it's only a week since we watched yeah. this episode. <laughs> Did he watched... shit his pants? 
No, he soiled himself when he jizzed in his pants. Oh, he jizzed in his pants, yeah. Yeah. All right, so now we go on uh, to the Thursday night pickup. Thursday night pickup. All right, when uh, Chad was like, you go fuck yourself. But they decided to go for it anyway, because now they're in. They're going to try to take down Zhang and Griffith, so the best way to do that is to infiltrate, right? So now they're sneaking in, and they're going, like, sneaking all around and planting little bombs all over, like these little sticky bombs. Yeah. On the sides of barrels, like on the sides of everything. Yeah, very 007. Proximity mines. Like, I know that Alex is in the Hong Kong kind of underworld here, but he sells black market cars. How does he have access to fucking advanced explosives? Oh, like, that's, that's straight Play-Doh. C4. It's just Play-Doh. But they're running around. He even says, you cover my back. Don't fuck up. You and so watch my back. Okay. And then he leans back around the corner. Psst. Don't fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah, running around and planting all these. But, of course, at one point, there's a guy coming out. And instead of, I don't know, hiding, Alex decides, well, only course of action here is a giant fucking roundhouse kick to the face. Knocking this guy into all these shelves, making a bunch of noise. The solution to many problems in the world. What? You know, just roundhouse kick. Just roundhouse kick to the face. I mean, I yeah, plenty of times in my day-to-day life I could think of a giant roundhouse kick to the face and take care of it. But obviously it gives away their location, so now there's a big gunfight. And Alex, boy, for being a career criminal, a whole lot of unnecessary firing positions. You notice this? Like at one point he's laying on his back and firing over his own face. Uh, another point he has a gun in each hand and he's just like, Barrel rolling along and just shooting both guns blindly. One uh, thing you never see in this movie is a reload. Yes, also, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the goofs section of IMDb is like, he fired at least 60 rounds from one gun. <laughs> uh, it's just all awkward, stupid shit. Um, at one point, a guy has a gun pointed at Chad, and instead of shooting him, like, just just shoot him. Give me a gun, I'll shoot him right now. Uh, no, he stands there and just points it at it and gives Frank, who's playing Sniper, plenty of time to snipe off the guy. So they steal a truck, hop into it. Uh, Alex is driving. Chad jumps onto the side of the truck, and they drive away, not without one last big kick. As he's, like, on the side of a truck, kicks a dude's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, there's that, the the big kick that sets it all off right there. Are we going to go back and listen to it, or are we good? You want to oh. hear the kick? We, of course, you got to hear a kick. <laughs> and then everybody's like, wait, what was that? And so, this, yeah, this is when all the unnecessary gunfights start. And so, yeah, truck, drive away, big you know, kick thinking, on the dude. Um, while you were talking about, like, yeah, I get sometimes, like, they don't, they don't reload. Like, they don't have to reload, but at least, like, show, like, a way that they, you know that they have more ammo than they're supposed to. Right, you like they could have, have extra big, clips and sh- like just like let the audience know, like okay, he's got a few rounds. There's yeah, one unnecessary. R- yeah, yeah, two hands. Just because we don't always physically see him change the magazine doesn't mean he didn't do that at some point. But he definitely but, does not carry a bunch of magazines no. in his pocket. And I like Alex has got his black criminal wear, and Chad's still running around in like fancy jacket and khakis, and like he didn't didn't even try, man. Didn't even try. No, shoot him. He's the he's the clone. <laughs> I just don't know which is which. Um, 
Yeah. So moving on from the, they blow this fucking drug lab up, right? And make it make out on the make it out on the truck. And as we're leaving on the truck, there's another one where like Alex is inside the cab and Chad is hanging on the side of it, and it's another like really really terrible fucking both of them in the same screen at the same time because Chad's face is fucking blue. He looks like the genie from Aladdin or something. His fucking face is so blue. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so then after that, uh, Danielle's found out that Griffith, Griffith has some meetings, going to some big important meeting tonight at the Climax Club. And you know who owns the Climax Club. Griffith. Smash cut to Zhang's face. I was like, oh, that's oh, pretty, Zhang pretty tricky it. editing. Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. Well done there. Um, so now this meeting isn't so much really a meeting. Oh, there's the barrel roll. Yeah. You got to catch up, buddy. Sorry, I don't. Uh, you're, 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 I know it's a, it's a big you. action scene. It's very, very exciting. But uh, so this this isn't really a meeting at the Climax Club. It's more like a celebration because they've bought a new boat. And this new boat, they have a cake sitting in the middle of the table, a boat shaped cake. Yeah. So at one point, he's like, Kara, right. do the honors. And she gets out a big knife and starts slicing up the oh. boat cake. I bet yeah. boat, oh, boat cake's got to be so good, dude. Um,. So now that we've celebrated, we got to get down to crime business here. And the crime business is, I'm sure you've all heard that our laboratory was blown up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could be outside people, but we don't really have an outside, or we don't have any enemies that could have done it really, so it had to have been an inside job. Mm. And there's one guy they are just so goddamn sure did it. And uh, so there's a, a guy goon, and then Kara's the girl goon. Guy goon is also a big, big kicker. And he does a big axe kick down in this dude's chest and knocks him out of his chair onto the floor. Then Kara jumps down and just fucking knifes him right into the chest. Because she is an imposing fucking woman, for sure. Um, But during this, Alex pulls up and brings in a case of cognac. Because, again, when uh, Zhang had Chad in the car, he's like, Oh, I guess you won't go into business with me. That's too bad. But if you come across any more of that French cognac, you know, you'd be sure to let me know. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. So he comes in with a case, like, oh, some of this cognac. And uh, one guy's like, okay, I'll take it. Cool. And then Chad comes in the back door, giggity, <laughs> with another case. <laughs> and then uh, here's where he comes across some random goon. And he's uh, like, oh, another case. You're back so soon. Well, Jang wants to thank you personally. Oh, uh, well, well, I have a third case in the car. Let me go get No. You don't understand. He wants to thank you right now. But while Chad's being accosted by this long-haired Lorenzo Lamas-looking goon motherfucker, uh, Alex gets invited to and agrees to, for some reason, dance with some random woman. And Frank's sitting on the couch with this another lady. He's like, you are handsome. You're like Sean Connery. And he's like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) Um, So now, as Chad is talking to this guard about no. Zeng wants to thank you right now. He sees Frank like motion with the little detonator thing. He's like, get down. So he drops to the ground. But there's a little bit of a gap, a little bit of a delay, because he hits the deck and everybody laughs at him like, what the fuck is this, you weirdo? And then everything finally blows up, which then causes yet another fight scene. A delay was on Frank, by the way. Cause- You're right. He pushed it late. He told him to get down and then pushed it. He's all looking <laughs> over and he's already down. He's like, oh. He's done already. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I should push this. Man, this is nothing like Vietnam. 
<laughs> but uh, so Alex starts hitting people with bottles. Oh, at one point here, he grabs a glass, I'm assuming scotch, chugs it, and then just shatters the glass with his bare, hand, it with his bare for hand for absolutely no reason. Like, what was the fucking purpose of doing that? Um, but yeah, well they everybody has to do a bunch of big kicks. We got big kicks, big side <sighs> kicks through windows. Uh, at one point, Frank even gets one. Of course, it's on a guy that Van Dam is already knocked to the ground, and he just runs in and kicks him in his face as he's already on the ground. But even Frank gets a kick in here. Looks like uh, Johnny Walker is heavily, Yeah. Oh uh, man, in this movie. Johnny Walker red all over this movie. Um, so that's communist red. Right. That's a communist red label. A communist red label. Yeah, so there's Frank's kick. So he kicked the shit out of everybody, and we, as we make our way out of here, I mean, I don't know if Van Damme's thrown a punch in this movie yet. It has all just been big old kicks. That's it. He only got paid to do kicks. <laughs> <laughs> punches. Listen, punches are extra. Punches, okay? So this is where uh, Zhang and Griffith come out, and they see them both together. Like, oh, shit, there are two of them. And then there's another case of cognac, of course, and then there's more bombs, and everybody runs out, blah, 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 blah. Now, back at the office, Kara stops Danielle, because now we know, I mean, you're involved with this one guy, we know he's obviously the, the thorn in our side here. So she stops her, and she's bugged, so the guys are in there listening. But she, like, frisks her, and it is heavily sexual. This is not just going about my business, making sure that you're not hiding anything. Like she, her. Like, she is. That's what the synopsis says. Yeah, when I was reading it. Straight up, like, gropes her, and, and then she's like, "Okay, now you can frisk me." And Danielle runs away. She's wearing the tightest fucking leather pants. <laughs> now, they could be tighter. A lot of slack in that. Well, down past the knee, they're tight where it counts. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, she says, you can frisk me now. It's like, uh, no, fucking weirdo. That was, yeah, that was not a standard stop and search. That was straight up molestation. And then she, had, like, when Daniel runs away, she, like, leans her head against the wall and's like, mm. Just what I like. She's into it. I love the smell so, of running away. I love the smell of running away. Uh, back at the abandoned hotel. So, like... Alex and Frank are out chopping wood and doing stuff. Chad's cooking. Now, he's making this giant thing of noodles, and then he moves over. There's four chickens, four raw chickens just hanging. hanging. Yep, dripping. Like chicken juice. <laughs> what the fuck? He does a little bit of salt bay. Is that who that is? Yeah, salt bay. There's a little bit of that. He did have there. some round black glasses on. and He did not. No, he didn't, he didn't dress the part. He just did the thing. Um, yeah, just weird. Why are you cooking next to these raw chickens just fucking hanging right there. That's, that's so many health code what violations. What in, in Belgium? I how guess so. What do you think, uh, it's definitely not how they cook in L.A., there? buddy. Yeah. Um, but now we know what Van Damme eats to maintain that physique. Four raw chickens and some noodles. Yeah. Better than... Four fried scissor, chickens and... Scissor-cut pizza. Better than scissor-cut pizza. I was going to say, uh, like, Belushi and Blues Brothers. Four fried chickens and a Coke. Ah, yes. So much better than that. Um, so yeah, he's like, well, I'll, I'll go get the guys, uh, we'll come pick you up. Cause she's scared. And of course they're still listening to the phone call. He's like, you meet me at Alex's place. We'll come pick you up. We'll get you out of there. Everything will be okay. But he, like, he goes outside, he's yelling for him. Can't really find him, but you know, he's in a hurry. So he just decides to hop on the boat and leave. Uh, get to Alex's place. He meets with Danielle there, but of course, so do the goons. So he's with her like in the back room. 
and they look out through the fish tank and they can see the goons talking to the bartender. Um, so they sneak out the back of, because he has a hidden door out the back of his hideout, right? Now, uh, big, big old continuity error here. As they're leaving, like, they move this shelf to get a door, and the door opens into a separate little room that has, like, the white tile, kind of, like, bathhouse-looking white tile. But the other, the outer door won't open, and he, like, moves her to the side, like, ugh, excuse me, and does his big old Van Damme kick and kicks the door open. Now, it shows from the alley the door kicking open, or kicking outwards from the alley, and then when it cuts to them back inside this little room leaving, through the door you can see, like, wooden framework, like the back of a set. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, <laughs> they didn't even even fucking try. It's a terrible continuity error. Um, so then we get, uh, oh, yeah, well, I think you went, you got to go back a little bit more. Anyway, you'll you'll find it on there. You, you'll all watch it, or see it when you rewatch this, listeners. So now, of course, we get a very, like, Bloodsport-esque foot chase through the streets of Hong Kong, and, uh, Fruit vendors, of course, always in the way. All of that whole thing. They even find the boats and jump from one boat to the next. I mean, it is exactly blood sport. And they jump off the last boat to get to theirs and make their getaway. Now, during all this, Alex is back at the hotel, pissed off, because he had called his little bar, and the bartender's like, oh, yeah, your brother's here with Danielle. They're in the back, so he knows they're together. But then the phone gets disconnected because of the goons. So now he's just automatically assuming the worst, starts chugging straight from the bottle, punching walls, getting all sorts of mad. Um, yeah, I mean, he has, he does, he picks a fight with his fucking hotel, dude. He's just walking around beating the shit out of He, like, starts ripping down stair railing and everything. Um, and what's he so jealous about? Like, you're imagining her having sex with you. Essentially, yeah, but like, in his mind, he, his girl and his brother are fucking on the boat. And they're not, although, like, he's driving and she comes up at one point in a towel and there is kind of a little look between them, but she's like, you look exactly like my boyfriend, you know? Like, of course there's going to be some attraction here. Oh, yeah. But this here is then, I think, one of the very, very few times where Van Damme allowed somebody else to do a nude scene in one of his it's movies. Nice job, yeah. <laughs> because Alana Shaw does show off the goods quite a bit. And the sex scene is so long and awkward, and he's like holding her, and she's got her legs. Tony was so was like, "God damn, that's Dude, too long." You need to tone this shit down. He's like swinging her all around, and it's it's just it looks really. But I guess it's the drunken fantasies of a madman, so maybe that's why. But it's a very awkward sex scene, and uh, mm. Mm-hmm. so now. They, I mean, yeah, they, they don't actually do anything. Although when she goes down and she's, like, taking clothes off of the clothesline that's on the bottom of the boat, she does kind of look up a bit and has a little smirk on her face. Like, she might be thinking this kind of thing, too. But uh, Alex is really running too far with it and hammer drunk. So then when they get back, uh, Alex is right there in the lobby waiting for him. He's like, oh, don't stop now, bro. I think she likes it. And so it's like, Alex, don't. He's your brother. Oh, why? Because he looks like me? Well, I'm going to change that. I'm going to fuck up his face. So now we get the Van Damme on Van Damme fight. You know, the only person that can beat Van Damme is Van Damme. Yeah. Uh, or not even him, because it comes to a draw. But hearing two Van Damme screams throughout this whole thing, like, I wonder if he went into the studio 
to like do some ADR recordings and they just had him like ah, ah, oh, ah, for like five or ten minutes and just record a bunch of, and then just threw them all on there because when the two of them actually really start fighting each other it's it's obnoxious so uh, but yeah like sometimes it's bad uh, blue screen I guess but sometimes it's a stunt double as they're fighting each other and some some fun editing with it and it's uh, fairly conceivable that Van Damme's kicking the shit out of himself in this movie. So, but here, turn this up. Let's see if we can hear some of the the multi grunts. Alex, come on, come on, yeah, Alex, he's your brother. Brother, yeah. Why? Cool, because he looks like me. I'm gonna change that. Because I'm gonna fuck up his face. <laughs> just, just gotta be riveting podcasting. You're not bad for a pussy. Dual Van Dam growls. Anyway, yeah, that's enough of that. Yes, <laughs> So eventually, Frank breaks it up. Alec calls himself an F-bomb again. It's like, you're drunk! And we get, of course, Lois's line. Yes. Yeah, well, tomorrow I'll be sober and all that. So Chad leaves, and Frank's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're halfway across the world. You can't just go home. Oh, swim! I'm going to swim! Yeah, you're going to swim all the way back to fucking Los Angeles, I'm sure. Um, Alex also storms off. And everybody just mad. And the whole gang is broken up now, guys. The arc. The arc? Yeah, the story arc. The story arc, yeah, that's true. Um, The team is not back together. So Alex wakes up on uh, on a beach, like next to the water, and you see the the rest of the bottle of Johnny Walker floating in the water behind him. A little bit hungover. Like, what the fuck? And he looks over and he sees a boat pulling up and these guys storming. I was like, well, fuck, this isn't good. Like, I'm sure he's got a headache. One, from, you know, Van Damme kicks to the head. Two, from the bottles kicks to the head. Three, sleeping on a beach, probably not the most comfortable thing. But he has to run back because, obviously, we're being invaded. Now, uh, they get in there, so Danielle and Frank get kidnapped pretty much right away. You know, they shoot some smoke bombs in. Frank tries to kind of put up a bit of a gunfight, but they get kidnapped um, Alex has a cool move, uh, on a, on a beach where this guy comes, he like, does a big kick, fucking pulls a knife out of the guy, super cool slow-mo kill. Oh yeah, cause it was like his knife, right? I think the guy's knife, right? The guy's knife, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty good slow-mo usage on these. Chad also wakes up out in the fucking jungle somewhere and has to come back in to try to help things. But, so we get a, some fighting going on as they get kidnapped and uh, there's another cool move. He kills a guy, and he reaches down to pull the gun off of him as these other dudes are approaching from the side. So then he, like, slow-mo moves his gun to the... And, of course, makes sure he flexes his arm just as big as he possibly can. Fucking biceps as big as Dallas, dude. He had to go uh, do some pull-ups real quick. <laughs> yeah, he, scene. pump it up real quick. But slow-mo arm flex as he fires at these guys off to the off-screen. Um, so it turns out they do have a hostage. They capture one of the guys. Now it's just the two Van Dams. And like, well, how are we going to know? Is this guy going to talk? And oh, oh, he'll talk. 
Fucking trust me. Because we're going to fucking Van Damme torture this motherfucker, dude. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you saw the, the fun slow-mo shit. And it's, it's in there, listeners. Go check it out. So now they've got Frank and Danielle on a boat, right? Probably the new boat they just talked about buying at the thing. Could've and been. so Chad is acting like he's been kidnapped. And, oh, yeah, there it is, the slow-mo gunshot with the, the super flex. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty impressive arm. So, uh, yeah, he pretends he's captured, and the guy's like, well, where, where's your brother? He's going to miss the party. And he fucking, like, headbutts him and knocks him out. He's yeah. like, hates my brother hates parties, man. Hey, my brother hey, well, he just doesn't like the party, you know? What's up? Man, come on. And so then, now, on the boat here, what are they doing to poor Frank? They're, like, shooting a... Steam hose, yeah. just a bit, just hit him with steam. Yeah, steam's hot, man. Steam is hot. <laughs> cool off, Bennett. Cool off. Um, you need to let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what they're doing. Yeah, they're just they just they started blasting. Anyways, they started blasting, and they're hitting him with fucking steam, and uh, the guys start coming in. So Griff is like, okay, good. They're here on the boat. He gets on the intercom. He's talking to him. You know, lets them hear Frank scream and torture. It's like, who uh, who do we want to kill first, the woman? And she screams like, no, no, no. How about Mr. Frank Avery? And he's screaming, guys, no, we're in the boiler room, we're in the boiler room. And then you hear two gunshots. No! no! The best Van Damme acting you've ever seen. And then he gets on the other end and comes like, Griffith, you're dead. You're dead! Van Damme uh, can either be flirty or angry. And those are his only two uh, acting emotions that he's got. You're dead. You're dead! They're on their way. Well, they're on their way. All right, so now, yeah, fucking two gunshots, man. To the dome. Weird, like, now, scene. yeah, so now we get uh, Alex is in some random dark room in the middle of nowhere and he has to take on Spurs guy. Now, Spurs like dancing in and out of the shadows, doing all these big spin kicks and using his spurs to cut his arms open, right? But don't Spurs jangle a lot? Like, wouldn't you be able to hear this guy? Yeah, number one, there's a light in the center of this room that he happens just to keep standing in front of when he could possibly just jump out of the way and, and yeah. wait because it seems like it's pitch black everywhere but there. Everywhere but this one little spot, yeah. And he seems to be, the, his bad guy keeps uh, jumping in and out of it and giving him a good swift kick um, with Spurs that should make plenty of noise. A lot he, of noise, yeah. When he kicks... But also don't make any noise when he's walking around trying to sneak no. around. No. He can be completely stealth when he gets it back into the shadows. So it's a little like, what? now how the fuck does this even work? But then he finally gets the bright idea to punch a hole in the wall, which lets in another light source. And then he gets his hands on Spurs guy and just punches the fuck out of him. I So many punches straight to the face. It's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Although wearing is. Spurs and kickboxing is... Yeah. It's probably a pretty sweet move. Just <laughs> fucking turns this dude's face into mush. Yeah. Now, while he's taking on Spurs guy, Chad in his fucking khaki pants 
have to face off Bolo Young, who played way too much Donkey Kong yeah, as a kid. Yeah, who's playing Donkey Kong right now. Because he's just chucking barrels all over the fucking place. Wait, is he throwing his chest, or what's he got? Yeah, right? What, where are these barrels going? He just generates them out of his chest like a fucking Mega <laughs> they Man spawn, villain. They spawn out. <laughs> he throws them. Bolo um, Young. God damn, he's a big dude. But he chucks one, and Van Damme decides to kick it out of the air. Like straight yeah. kick it. Which is probably a terrible idea, I would imagine. Um, yeah, here we go. Throws. Oh, I mean, it works, but it also fucks up his legs. So he falls to the ground. He's all hurt. Um, but then Bolo, like, tries to smash him with one. I'm not sure what his big plan of attack was here. He looks like fucking Chucky right now. But Van Damme and Bolo Young made, became such good friends in Bloodsport that he insisted, like, there was absolutely nobody else he would allow to be this role. And he must have his Bolo. shirt off at and some And so, point. of course, he tears off Van Damme's shirt. So You got to see the goods. And he gives him a swift kick to the face, and Bolo's like, okay, all right, hang on, hang on. Let's turn the lights on real let me quick. Get some lights on here. This looks like Bloodsport now. Now let me take my shirt no, off. Yeah, he up. puts his hand up. Hold up, hold up. Hold, hold up, 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 Hold up. You have a great chest. But mine, much bigger around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, he takes his shirt off, and it like looks it's not pretty, so bad. Not it so looks bad. Pretty big, but then he flexes. No. Fucking <laughs> bulldog! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and fucking me, incredible man. host going, "Oh Jesus Christ! What the <laughs> fuck?" So they circle a little Somebody bit. Don't piss him off. <laughs> yeah, no. I would not like to see him angry. That's for sure. So, uh, now this is a pretty good fight scene, I must say. They, uh, you know, they kind of cat and mouse with each other. Like, Van Damme gets a hit in, he's like, oh, okay, not bad, not bad. Um, he's just toying with them a lot. And uh, so then he does another barrel, chucks it, and Van Damme, like, Super Mario jumps over the barrel and Bolo Young, lands behind him, swings back around, it's like, Confusing below a bit, and then like taps him on the shoulder to turn him around, and fucking straight punch into the nose, dude. It's sweet. Here we're coming up on it. Sorry, hey. I'll stop talking over everything. Another fucking barrel. Another one of his chests <laughs> spawned right out of it. He comes charging. And does whoop, Super Mario jump, oh. and then dips back, gets behind him. Where'd he go? And then the only punch in the movie. Oh my god, just straight into the fucking nose. That was a good one. So then he kicks the shit out of him a bunch. You know, the jump spinning kick, which is the only way to take out Bolo Young, apparently, is a jumping spin kick. That one right there. That's a third, fourth. Uh-oh. There's, a, there's an electrical panel behind him. And then a panel that definitely does not meet code. At all. Six massive kicks to the face. Knocks him into this panel and electrocutes the shit out of him. And then, after it fries him for a while, things just explode. Well, not a single burn mark on him. His body's... Yeah, not only was he electrocuted, somehow he was able to keep some sort of electricity spark through his body. Oh, yeah, he laid he hit down. The ground, was it him that did it? It wasn't one of the sparks out of the panel. It was his no, body. No, it was him. He falls over, <laughs> and because he's so energized... He uh, has a little bit of a spark to ignite all that flammable all the f- liquid from the from barrels. From the barrels he's been chucking around. <laughs> and not a single burn mark on his back that just landed in a hot panel. No. Nothing. But yeah, so then yep, then the barrels start exploding. Of course, Van Damme gets his slow motion run and jump away from the explosion. 
so now Alex gets down to uh, where Danielle is. Danielle and Frank, right? Oh, and Frank's not really dead. Frank's not really dead. It was fake gunshots. Well, I mean, they were real gunshots. But they, like, <laughs> Frank did say, they were like, decoy don't believe shots. them. Don't believe them. It's a trick or whatever. Yeah. And then So when they did the two gunshots, it... Apparently yeah, they, just shut off the walkie so that they can't hear yeah, can't, him. He, no, he's, he's just kidding. It was, a, <laughs> it was just a joke. Don't take it so fucking seriously. Fucking joke. So he's trying to get Danielle free, but here's where Kara comes out. So uh, Alex has to take out two of the super goons. But uh, he doesn't ever hit her, so Van Damme can't bring himself to hit a woman. Like, she kicks him quite a bit and, like, wraps her legs around his chest and uh, or around his neck. And trying to choke him out with those massive fucking legs of hers. Hey, if there's a way to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, if anybody could do it, six-time Miss well, Olympia champion. He does champion. take a 180 right there. He does. <laughs> oh. Then, oh. I thought he was going to bite. <laughs> <laughs> you think he got some lasagna in there or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. No, no, no. She keeps that shit tight. She definitely does keep it tight. With those leather pants from earlier, Woo! she's definitely keeping that tight. Um, That's a big yeah. powder. <laughs> yeah, I wore leather pants once, <laughs> and that was a bit of a Ross debacle. Trying like for a gig, even so, all sorts of sweaty and nasty. Oh my god, oh, it was terrible trying to get those off. But oh, she grabs them by the dick. I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Why is that even a move? Don't you realize? Oh, he, that and then he does. Happen? He does open hand slap her in the face. All right, that's like Chris Rock. No, Chris Rock got some shake big floppies too. But like, that's <laughs> weird. Jesus like, why does she go for the ball? I don't and know. Not do anything. Like, you could have grabbed it, maybe squeezed, squeezed like, or punched him or done something. Like she Anaconda just, squeeze. She uh, j- just is that horny. So she's got a knife out, and he like has her hand with the knife and is like forcing it down to try to stab her. And of course, gunfire's going on. <laughs> Zhang's there. Chad shows up and is firing back. So with his unlimited ammo. Yeah, with his unlimited on. ammo, and uh, <laughs> this is this is where <laughs> Alex finally just stabs her, kind of at the waist, not even up in the guts yeah, at all. Yeah, she dies instantly. Just a little like, stab like a down sentence. at the waist, and she just she's done. <laughs> that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. Um, so now they they we're, we're down to just Zang and Griffith, and of course we can't have fight scenes with them because it's Van Dam against two old guys. So that's not going to be an exciting fight scene. So we got to do something different. So they run off. Our boys follow. Uh, Zang goes one way. Griffith goes the other. So Alex goes after Zang. Chad goes after Griffith, and Zang goes up the world's longest staircase you've ever seen <laughs> in your fucking life to the top of this massive crane. And Alex follows, but uh, he like locks a door at one point, so Alex has to scale the outside. Very King Kong like. We had Donkey Kong before. Yeah. Now we got King all Kong. All the Kongs. Up this thing. All the Kongs. And so he gets up there, and like Griffith or uh, Chad has Danielle with them, and they're like in the shipping container portion, right? Around all these shipping containers. And this is where Bradley Cooper and the A team come in and start <laughs> shuffling them around and setting off fireworks. No, no, that didn't happen. Here. Once this scene came up, I knew instantly it was like somebody's getting crushed. Somebody's by, getting crushed, right? By a, by a container. I mean, we had the warehouse esque point. I mean, it was a boiler room, but still warehouse enough for an 80s and 90s action movie. But yeah. Uh, a bit, right, we can't even call it Chekhov's shipping containers because it's all in the third act. But yeah. You, you know something's happening because they run down like this little section that's like between two long stacks of, mm-hmm. of containers. And like, what? where is he? And of course, he's behind them with one on like a forklift. Yep. And he's driving towards them. So 
He kind of hides Danielle in a crack between two or something so she doesn't get crushed. And then he jumps into the water. I'm like, yeah, Griffith, I'm not sure what your plan was here. Because you didn't have it up high enough that you were going to drop it on him. You were, like, literally just trying to Pushing them push him the into the water. Deck, yeah. And I don't know how you think things work, but someone going pushing someone into the water doesn't kill him. Yeah. Done that at every pool party ever since we were kids. <laughs> like, all that does is make him mad. So, but then he's like standing there firing his gun into the water. He's like, come on, Chad or Alex or whichever one you are. You've got to breathe eventually, don't you? And that's where <laughs> somehow, because he's a magician, Chad has gotten out of the water and around up and is now in the forklift. And Magic. S- and screams his name. and It's an illusion, Michael. And drops, drops the shipping container, and that's the end of Griffith. And during this, this is when Alex finally gets up to the top with Zhang, who's got a sword in his cane, of course. Of course he's got a sword in his cane. Why wouldn't he? And he's like slicing him up. And, and Alex is like, God damn it. Okay, dude with spurs has been cutting the shit out of me. Crazy bodybuilder lady's been cutting the shit out of me. <laughs> now you're, I am tired of getting fucking stabbed. And uh, there's like these gears that are exposed like gears never, ever yeah. are. And he catches them at one point and like shoves, shoves his, his hand, hand in, in there. Yeah, Between the gears and just <sighs> crushes the fuck out of that. So then, of course, he starts the bargaining phase. Like, no, you can work with me. I'll give you half of everything and we'll be partners. And he's like, everything? What about my father? And then just throws him off the top of this <laughs> massive fucking crane and he lands in some boxes. And, and that's the end. So now we get down to the ground and there's Alex kissing Danielle and there's Chad and Frank comes walking up looking like almost like a zombie. Frank's been through some shit when he <laughs> yeah. comes walking up. But uh, everybody's happy. Everything's A-OK. And to let us know it's A-OK, Van Dam gives us the A-OK symbol. We get freeze frame <laughs> and then this. Here we go. My soul. This song. So I like how this movie just stops. Bad guy's dead. A-okay. And like we don't have any epilogue. We don't go anywhere from it. And we just get this song. Oh man, it's amazing. And that is that is it. That's the end of Double Impact. Conveniently, this song goes all the way through credits. Oh, wow. It's fantastic. And it is on Spotify, I found out. So that's amazing. Anybody needs more of this song in their life. But there there gives us our Double Impact. Uh, let's go around... Go around the horn here. Let's talk about it a little bit. All right. So I, I didn't catch a lot of this movie. I was too busy learning the Stratford opening. Uh, Stratford Gamble on chess. Yeah, you're yeah. saying that chess is more exciting than a Van Damme movie. Uh, yes. Uh, so I read the synopsis <laughs> caught up, and I still wasn't very enthralled by the music or the, the movie well, itself. Because you fucking read most of it. <clears throat> yeah, but even still, it's not my type of movie at all. It doesn't excite me. It's barely funny, which is my favorite kind of th- movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this gets a very low rewatchability for me. Ah, but technically rewatchable. 
But it's not rewatchable. You said low rewatchability. Yeah, that means no rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. But not what that means at all, but okay. Yeah, I think we could argue argue that. Um, <laughs> okay, it's, it's not rewatchable. There, there, there we go. All right. All right. But very low rewatchability. <laughs> Jesus <This> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a typical Van Damme. Correct. You know, you got your explosions. You've got, we only had one set of splits, a little bit of nut trauma. We got a lot of downward nipple, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, Very enjoyable, rewatchable. Not really. No? No. If you've never seen it, I think it's, you have to see it. Yeah. But watch it again. Nah, I'm not getting anything else out of it. No? Nah. All right. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to have to vote it rewatchable because it's got my boy in it. It's got him in yeah, it twice. Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get a he gets to double dose he gets of to damn. F bomb himself. He gets to fight himself. Uh again, we get one of I think two times in all of Van Damme history where somebody else is naked instead of just his butt. <laughs> and I was looking, not even his butt in this one. He let her have all of the nudity. Very good. Oh, how kind of him. Yeah. Even during that whole room esque overdrawn sex scene. Not a single <laughs> Van Damme cheek. Um, I mean it is corny as as fuck. And not in the usual good Van Damme way. Like he was trying to show his range as an actor and it just <laughs> ended up being painfully hokey. Um but still super rewatchable. There's just so many great fucking lines. I would say a couple of beers and a couple of boys. Throw on some double impacts. You got yourself a night, baby. Right there. Get yourself a night, baby. You got yourself, you got yourself a night. So that's how it stands. One out of three. I guess, in the words of Meatloaf, that probably is bad. But uh, let us know your thoughts on the in the pantheon of Van Damme movies. Where does this one rank for you? Uh, find us on Twitter at Their Watch Party. You can email us at therewatchparty at gmail.com. I know there's probably a few listeners who have had experiences with this movie and me already. And probably have some good insight into Nick and his love of Van Damme. Um, Join us next week as we watch Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder get married, possibly for real, in Dracula. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. to do make my dick bigger the frightening and shocking history of prince dracula and the woman he loved i have crossed oceans of time to find you yeah dracula there's a sinister darker side to him I find irresistible. I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. He can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog, and he can vanish at will. Oh, my love.
the power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit, a devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Join me in the eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. Make no mistake, he must be stopped.